Hello, world. Welcome to another week of Golf Subpar. Colt Nost and Drew Stoltz. I know everyone out there was expecting our award show this week, but we got a special present coming to you at the start of 2021. So please tell them what we got. Man, what a way to start off the year, dude. A guy we've been wanting to get in the studio for a while. Luckily, he came out to Scottsdale to uh, tighten up the game a little bit uh, before the 2021 season. And we will be in studio with our guy, Big Beautiful, a nickname we are really pushing, Colt. Big Beautiful. We're trying to get that to stick. Harry Higgs is in the building, and this is a fun one, dude. Yes, it is a lot of fun. But you know what? I know everybody out there is excited for this award show. We want to keep you keep you coming, keep throwing you some, some of the nominees, and keep responding to us on our social because it's going to be a lot of fun once we do this award show. But first, let's get to Big Beautiful Harry Higgs on Golf Subpar. Big time guest in the building today. We've been looking forward to this one for a long time. We got one of the most beloved men on the PGA Tour coming off a great rookie season. We know him, Colt, as Big Beautiful, which we're pushing for hard. The rest of the world knows him as Harry Higgs. Welcome to the show, brother. Thank you very much. I appreciate you having me. By the way, I mean, we did start the nickname Big Beautiful. Yeah, we need to dive into that. We're we're pushing hard on it. Is it sticking at all? Uh, No. Damn it. Mm. Um, I've got no problem with it, so... I don't know that I'll push for it to stick. You can't, it's not a true nickname if you have, you know, if you force it or you, you know, but you guys came up with it. I'm all in. Big, beautiful, sure. I'm never going to be small. Um, That's a good point. I appreciate true. Very true. the fact that you highlight my beauty. I don't know that I'm beautiful, uh, but big, beautiful works. First off, no. Let me tell you don't how big, and be- let me tell you how big and beautiful you are. <laughs> This is the first time we've ever filmed in front of a live studio audience. Well, that's true. People yeah, come out for a, Big Beautiful Harry We do have an audience. Yeah, we do. We do. You hear some applause tonight. That's where it's coming from. Yeah. He brought his own entourage with him tonight. But yeah. Uh, yeah, the Big Beautiful. You didn't give yourself the nickname, so you don't no. have to feel bad about no. pushing it. We gave it. It's like an and one street ball type shit. Ooh, if yeah. someone else gives it to you, you just go with it. Yeah. Sleaze is the only one that gives himself I give names. myself names. Yeah, so, I mean, I like you, but some people may not because you give yourself a nickname. Correct. You can't As long do as that. you like me, who cares yeah, about everybody else? Screw everybody. Yeah, exactly. But you wanted to talk a little bit about the flow he's got going on. I know you're a big fan of it. Well, we just got off the course, dude, and you were wearing the hat all day. I said to you afterwards when you took it off, A, the flow is incredible. You just told me you hadn't had a haircut since March. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah, you're doing good. Um, I do have good hat head. Yes. For sure. I know that some people put a hat on and it messes their hair up. I think it might improve mine. Uh, Do I I have no idea what I look like, so I'm just going on. I didn't check myself in a mirror before all this. Because I'm big, beautiful, and I'm, you don't need I to. look good no matter Effortless what. Effortless beauty. Yeah. That's what you do. Have yeah. you ever, I said this when we got done, have you ever considered being a visor guy? Because you have, you got big head because you put mine on right after we got done sure. playing. Yeah. And you got fit. And yeah. it somehow fit I was you. shocked that it did. Normally, it's like, I got, make this bigger for me, dude. That, come on. It fit uh, like a glove, and you have the flow for it. Any, yeah. any thought of working the visor I, in a I, You know, I have not thought of it until you have now pushed it. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I Probably not. Like, I feel like that's too much. I, you know, the sex appeal too with sexy? me. Too sexy? Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's mm. ever-increasing and growing, which is hilarious. It's absolutely not. But I feel like it might be too much if, if the flow is flowing with the wind, with a visor. That could be too much. Yeah, a lot of people might not be able to take their well, eyes off yeah, something like that. I, I, yeah. Too sexy, like Antonio Banderas. And SN- <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll leave you sure. advisors. Yeah. All right, all right. I we'll think I'll stick with a hat. hat. If you ever want uh, to, though. I need to make the Ryder Cup team though, because I for sure would wear no hat and just let the wind just—it would be all over the place. It would be lovely. The sunglasses on with no hat—that's a very European lovely. team. Move, yeah, though. they love the yeah, no hat. They like the well, no hat thing. They've been winning, so that's maybe we take the hat. Maybe that's what. It takes to turn this I, thing around a I little don't bit. Know. I, I couldn't say. I'd love to make the team. I do feel like I'd do well. 
Uh, I got a lot of good golf ahead of me before that. To well, uh, we played with you today, and your golf's looking rather nice. Yeah, it was good. Say. It was it was it was a lot better than I thought it would be. Yeah, you carried your partner rather nicely. I did, I did. Yeah. But my partner came in in the clutch maybe so once. Yeah. Let's let's go back to some earlier years. You okay. went to. By the way, this this pain sleeves because we got two SMU Mustangs. I don't Mustangs think I ever right. knew I've just kind of come to terms with it because it's like every year someone wins the USAM yeah. from SMU or uh-huh. plays in the finals and they come out and play on tour. And I've just kind of resigned to the fact that like it is what it is. We got Tom Hoagie, I think, carrying the yeah. Band. JJ Lee's Henry, does he have any? Is he still out there? He's still out there. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, we only got two two frogs out yeah. there. Yeah. So I just kind of resigned I mean, to the fact that like it is what SMU it is. SMU is better top to bottom. Oh, there's I mean, no doubt about it. Yeah, you got to have one sport, you know. Uh, well, yeah, it's our sport, but whatever. Yeah, yeah. Last time SMU and TCU got on the football field. Yeah, you guys kind of ran scared this year too. Mm. No, y'all ducked out for COVID, man. Uh, Tried to reschedule I, it eight I, times. I don't, I don't know that I heard that. All right, well let's let's get to it. What first of all, you grew up in Kansas City. Yes. What got you to SMU? Uh, beautiful women. I thought you were going to say you're trying to follow in the steps, yeah. footsteps of big gravy, but whatever. Uh, okay. no, I mean, I had no idea who you were before mm. I went to school. <laughs> Guess you didn't have a TV, Harry. No. Elaborate on that. Please. And that's, I wasn't a huge, I mean, I was, I'm a, I'm a golf fan. I like watching golf, but I wasn't really that tuned into it until probably college. And then shortly thereafter, I realized, oh yeah, Colt went here. And, and then uh, I've, he had a ridiculously good, both amateur and professional career. Um, no, SMU was the first school to come visit me in Kansas city. That makes you feel kind of special as a, mm. you know, you think you're hot shit as an 18 year old. And then, oh, wow, they're coming to my house to, they want me that bad. Um, and then I made a visit and we went to a boulevard and it was a beautiful day and there was a lot of beautiful women and I don't even, sold. we yeah, might've gone into the game maybe for five <laughs> minutes. Uh, and I was sold right then and there. That was Signed, sealed, delivered. I'm coming here. So all it takes the, is one good campus visit? visit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. One visit. One good yeah. campus visit with good so weather. Maybe a baby trip dolls, to the, baby dolls out and about. And we went say, to Home Bar, the Green Elephant, which was a nice place. as an 18 year old. I don't know. I, I, I don't wouldn't think imagine that's really loud get, on your. Yeah, I wouldn't. Trip, ima- whatever. Yeah. Let's it not discriminate ourselves here. It was. It was a lovely weekend. But you were you were a solid player throughout SMU, but you were never the top dog. I mean, you were there with Bryson DeChambeau, but you were. Talking to your coaches, you're a two or three man, you know? Yeah. And a lot of two or three men in college don't really go on to play professional golf. Sure. You know, I mean, especially, I mean, SMU is a great program, but it's not an Oklahoma State or Georgia nope. or anything like that. But what gave you the belief that you could go out and be successful in professional golf knowing you weren't even the top dog at your college team? Yeah, I mean, I certainly was not. I, I, I think the one, I had a few nice events my senior year, had a couple chances to win. One of the, I guess, best accomplishments for me for four years. I played every tournament. I traveled every week, which, I mean, sometimes I finished 60th shot, you know, a round or two in the eighties. Like it, I, I really wasn't that good. Um, what did it for me? I have no idea, but I just, I always wanted to play professional golf. Uh, being at SMU in Dallas, certainly met a lot of people that could help me both financially, really in any way, kind of chase the dream. So when I finished, I signed up, and I, I had had good results my senior year. I thought I was ready. You turn pro, and then it was the same thing. Like, it took me it took me every bit of three, almost four years, kind of like in college. I started having good results my senior year. I didn't really start having great results professionally until my third or fourth year as well, and now I feel like I've the ball is rolling, right? Like, I've got my formula of what, what works for me, how do I get the best performances out of me, and now it's just off and running very lucky and fortunate through a lot of hard work and, and some good, good breaks here and there, good play when it mattered to have the ball rolling on the PGA tour. Right. I mean, I don't, had I not made it this far at this point, I don't know if I'd still be doing it. That was going to be my 
one of my next questions was at any point during those first three years, was it ever, Hey, maybe golf's not for me. Uh, yes. Late the third year, I went to first stage of Q school in St. George, Utah, which is, it actually was a lovely place. Um, which, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I had not know, I, I, yeah. I knew nothing of St. George, Utah, great golf course too. And I remember having a brief thought in the practice rounds leading up. I mean, you're zero money, if not negative money at this point. And thinking like, if, if I don't get through this, how am I going to go back to people and say, basically give me more money to keep playing golf when I have no results really to show for it? And did I have a couple? Yes, in mini tour events, maybe a top 10 here and there, maybe eight or so rounds consecutively in the 60s. But if it's 68 or nine, you know, eight times in a row, that's two events. That's, you're probably not finishing any, unless you shoot 65 a couple times, you're probably not even cracking the top 20. So that was kind of the boat I was in show up to Utah, have these brief thoughts about it. And I, I really, I remember being there in the practice rounds, not even really thinking that I had my best stuff, which is super fun at Q school or really fun any week, but especially shitty there. Um, played three really, really solid rounds was one inside the number. And then all morning that last day was like, okay, uh, if I don't like, this is it right here. This will show me whether or not this is, for me. And I wasn't thinking of quitting the game, but at this point I was like, okay, this was probably October, maybe early October, first stage. I don't even remember. Fortunately, I haven't had to go to Q school in a while. Um, if I don't, if I'm not successful today here and now, like I'm thinking Uber driver for money, like, I mean, I need, I need to start being not negative money. Like I need something to come in here that maybe I can support myself for six months and then have some results and then have somebody sign on and do it. I went out and shot 63 and cruised through no problem. And at that point I was like, if I doubt there's any pressure harder than what I just, and I did it so I put it all on myself. I doubt there's any pressure harder than what I just did. And the result that I just showed myself should carry me for years to come um, and should potentially help in trying to accrue more finances to keep chasing this wild dream that I have. Uh, I went, I mean, I went to second stage and probably finished third from last or something like that. So like it didn't really pan out that year, but I knew that under the gun, when I just, what I just did will help me. I had a few people sign on to help me pay. I mean, I honestly, it was probably going to get me through three events in Latin America and I still needed to go to Q school. This was 2017 was the first stage in Utah, fail at second stage, go early 2018 down to Florida. I needed to go to Latin America Q school, but I, I, I literally said it aloud. And I wrote on a post-it note, I am going to win the money list on the 2018 PGA tour, Latin America, wow. two post, two post notes, one on the mirror as I'm brushing my teeth, like, and I've never been a like rah, rah, you know, let's do this. But I wrote it and I kept it there. And then one, as I walked out of my bedroom door and sure enough, I got status through the Latin America Q school that January. And then fast forward to, I think it was early December. I made a six foot on 18 to win the money list by $64. And then it was wow. off and running, works. right? Like it was, and, and that year I had a few people sign on early and I had a few people sign on as I had some good results, but <laughs> I vividly remember the amount of money that I had. If you do all the math, I'm no good at math, but I could kind of guess that I would probably be able to play five to six events on that tour, which you can't do, right? Like you can't, you could win two of those and you're probably, it's not going to be good enough to get 
you know, to further any status. Um, I finished third in the second event, which was like 10 grand was, was huge. Now I, sadly, I laugh at 10 grand now. Um, it's, it's amazing how fast <laughs> things it, change. Box. It's amazing how fast it changes really, truly. Um, and then I finished second two events after that, maybe the fourth event. And it was like, okay, now we're good. Now this pile of money that I've come to, I can for sure get myself through most of the fall. It's split up between the spring and the fall. And then I had a few more people sign on this summer. I had some good mini tour events that summer and it was off and running. I just kept making more money and more money and more money. I won one. I, I, the last four events, I went first, third, second, fourth. I like that 60. you say the pile of money. Oh, yeah. I just love keep coming. It's all keep cash. Like right? Scrooge yeah, yeah, yeah. None of it's cash. cash every Swimming in it. Yeah. That's the hardest thing, like, when you're chasing it is having some breathing room. Not knowing, sure. like, if I have a bad stretcher, I'm out of money. I got to go back to the well. When you were thinking about, you know, in 2017 in Utah, like, if I don't play well today, maybe I got to think about doing something else. Was it more so, hey, I don't want to have to go raise more money to subsidize myself? Or was it like, I don't think I want to play golf anymore? It was not, I don't want to play golf. It was like, how how can I go to yeah, these people keep, and say, keep, like, at, keep going to the yeah, well. Yeah, don't turn the water off. Keep feeding, just keep donating basically money to me. Um, and you know, fortunately I had some good results shortly thereafter that it kind of opened up that spigot a little bit more and they, they kept coming, they kept coming. Uh, now fortunately they come yeah. quite often. Yeah. You got a chance yeah, to make a lot of money every sure. single week, but I want to know, cause I thought when you got your PGA tour card in the last event at Portland on the corn Ferry yeah. tour, you finished fifth on the season long yeah. point list. But I thought when they announced your name, that you got yeah. your PGA Tour card, you came onto the green. It was one of the coolest celebrations. First off, what was that feeling like, and what was the party like that night? Uh, the, well, the party was pretty much all week because <laughs> perfect. <laughs> when you're when you're in Portland in fifth, it is quite lovely. Yeah. Like, and I missed the cut on Friday, and we went into the city and just had great lunches, drinks, great dinners. Um, my mom and dad. Uh, I think my brother was there. My girlfriend was there. Like it was a lovely week, you know, no Portland being no stress is lovely. It was awesome. Um, and I certainly did not plan. I thought I would be all right. You know, it was, it was all alphabetical. So I was maybe the 10th person to go being last name of H. I thought it was going to be, I was just going to walk up there like, yeah, of course, this is what I was going to do all year long. I had great results all year. Yeah. This is what I was supposed to do. Just walk up there, shake some hands, get your card. And I just basically freaked out. Like I started clapping and started yelling. And I wouldn't say that my applause was louder, but certainly, you know, the guys that come before me, it felt like people were louder. I'm sure they weren't. They're were probably um, quieter. Uh, but no, I just started screaming and yelling. And I was, that was one of the only times I remember in my life that I was pretty close to being in tears. I remember shaking Alex Baldwin, the I think they call her the president of the of the then web.com now corn fairy tour and then no it would have been and then Gary it was already the corn corn fairy tour the corn fairy CEO and I remember in that moment they said congratulations and I like was choppy getting the thank you out to them it was uh, you know uh, thanks and you know, like damn near in tears um no that was it was a great week altogether it was really nice to be there without having to sweat it out well I think all yeah, of our female our female listeners are in tears knowing that you have a girlfriend now as well. Wow, yeah. Yeah, all, all four hearts. Sorry, to, sorry, to, break, yeah. Yeah. sorry to break four hearts. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry about that. But you, you get your card, and I, I was looking at some stuff that you had going into your rookie year, and you had a list of goals, and one of them was basically, and I'm paraphrasing here, like 
don't forget that you belong here. Don't sure. forget that you've oh, earned yeah. this and this is your spot. How do you think you did in the first? Because that's the thing that we talk to a, with a ton of rookies. They have these huge amateur yeah. careers. Like get on the corn ferry, go right to the tour, and then they all of a sudden freeze up and don't play sure. well. How do you think you did in your first year of feeling like I've earned my spot here, I belong here with these guys, and instead of being like starstruck? I would have said if 10 was great, like acted like I belonged the whole time, maybe a seven, which I thought was pretty good. I do believe that if you're on the if you've gotten to the point where you can get a tee time on the PGA tour, you can win on the PGA tour. And there are guys that are on the mini tours, developmental tours, PGA tour Latin America, Canada, Corn Ferry tour that are absolutely good enough to win on the PGA tour. They just I don't know whether it's not they don't act like it or they just they don't they haven't come to the like, okay, no, I'm going to get there and when I get there I belong. And I certainly early in the year uh we're playing <laughs> it basically felt like we were playing Corn Fair events, no disrespect to the events that we were playing in. They're big events, huge events, great PGA Tour events. But it didn't really feel like the PGA Tour season started. One, until either Tiger played or until we were playing in front of more than just our mom and dad and maybe a couple friends that came to the event. Uh, so I think that was a nice, you know, get great start in the fall. I definitely had, I guess it would have been this summer, yeah, um, a four or five week stretch where I didn't really have a whole lot. I was not very good. I was kind of not hitting it as well as I'd like to like just making bad scores from good spots. And then when you have good numbers hitting bad shots, so just not playing good golf. But I also thought that I spent about four or five weeks feeling small, right? Like I started getting bigger events. I remember Memorial at Mirfield village uh, being there the week before and I'd played like crap the week before. So that didn't make it any easier. And then they firm up the greens and it just got infinitely more difficult. But I remember being there and finishing that week, missing the cut on Friday and feeling like, dude, you haven't been acting like yourself. Like Rory's around now tigers here every now and again, Justin Thomas, John rum. And are those guys better than me? Probably so. Can I beat them? Absolutely. Like walk up here and act like you're going to beat them. I mean, it's, I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna work my way to get to that level anyway. They're already there, but there's no reason why I can't compete with them week in and week out. And I so I felt like I was playing small, and this was right around the time of the playoffs. Um, and I kind of had a bit of an attitude switch, I guess. Like, dude, just go out and beat people. I mean, that's what that's what I do. It's not gonna always be the flashiest thing in the world. It's not. You wouldn't stand behind me on a range and just want to watch me because I'm hitting these unbelievable shots. Just Go out there and beat people. Hit, Move the ball where it's supposed to go. Make good scores on as many holes as possible and beat people. They give us four days to do it. Like it's – you're going to have – I mean, that's a lot of shots. That's a lot of holes. If you don't screw up a few times, you're going to be right there. Hit a couple wedges close, bury the par fives. For me, par the par threes and hole a couple putts. Like I'm going to be right there. And I had a good week in Boston um, to advance to Olympia Fields in Chicago and then just didn't really have it in Chicago. And I actually had it early. Uh, probably hit the worst golf shot that anybody's ever hit on the PGA Tour on Friday. Um, nah, no chance. No, no, no. no, no, no. This one was probably worse. Well, before we get to that, yeah. I want because I do want to hear about that. But I don't know if you realize, like, it's not normal how you think. Like, how, sure. You, I mean, yeah. you have more self-confidence than a lot of people I've ever seen. I just, where does that come from? Whew, that's a I mean, great obviously question. You're, yeah. you're a great golfer. Sure. Your looks. But, like, no. It <laughs> means, well, yeah. My how looks, could you not obviously. be, bro? Um, it kind of goes back to like, you know, I was second, third, fourth, fifth best at, at times in college, but I knew that I was capable of it. I don't know where it's come from, but I know that 
when I'm one to start, when I'm around the cut line, I always felt like obviously that is heightened pressure. There's, there's consequences for not hitting good shots or hitting bad shots. I felt like I always performed well then. I was tired of being around the cut line and I need to be better more consistently to not get there that often this coming year. Um, same thing when I had a chance to win or was in contention or was in 10th, I turned those weeks into a fifth place finish or I, I haven't won yet, but I've, I haven't felt like when I've had a chance to win that I've done anything wrong. I've just gotten beaten and I've always felt, I've always viewed myself in that way that when it gets to when the gun's really going off, when, when it really truly matters, I felt like I was my best performing self. I have no idea where that comes from. Um, and really for four, I mean, damn near four years of college and four years as a professional, it shouldn't have really been there anyway. Like I didn't have results to think or act or view myself in this way, but I just kept doing it and knew that if I one, just keep getting a little bit better each day. I know it's so cliche and, you know, get better each day, get better each day. Um, but it truly, if you do that over and over and over and then think, think of yourself in the highest regard, it's next to impossible with a good break here and there. It's next to impossible not to have great weeks more often than not. Well, you got to have a little bit of talent. Well, yeah, true. Like, I mean, but have that's I, gotten... I feel like you're born with that or you're not. Like some people yeah. are glass half full. Some people are not. We, we know people on, on both sides of that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you seem to be the, I don't even have a glass. The yeah. Four, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, My it's, glass it's, is a little it's, full. Yeah. It's, uh, but no, but it's everyone that I've reached out to talk to you, whether it be Kelly Kraft, former SMU Mustang, Josh Gregory, Jay sure. Finlow, your coaches, um, your brother, Alex Higgs, who caddies for you. Every single one of them says, he has more self-belief than anyone I've ever been around. Yeah. And I mean, for a guy like Josh Gregory, who's coached, I mean, Patrick yeah. Reed, Bryce he's, he's coached some that's guys quite a that statement, some... I feel like. Sure. Yeah. But I, it's a great quality. I mean, I you got to believe in me. I wish I love me. And I, and I want to, I would like it to, and I feel like it has, I'd like it to come out softly, quietly, not, you know, yeah. arrogance and over the top. But I mean, no, do the best player the best players in the world have this as well? And I guess that's probably where it comes from. Like being around these guys more often and then, you know, a few years ago, knowing that clearly they believe in themselves more. Like, can we all hit the cut seven iron to a back right flag over a bunker? Yes. Who amongst us believes and knows that they're gonna do it? The best in the world. So either work your way to that frame of mind, but while you're working to that, don't ever think that you can't pull it off right like don't bail out left like the best in the world are not and then sometimes bailing out left is fine and you just shake it off and go get it up and down because the best in the world do that too but think that you can pull every shot off then decide whether or not you want to or whether or not it's the time to I, I wish I could give you a better answer as to why I'm like that I really have no clue why and for most of my golfing life competitive golfing life, like, you know, the heightened college and amateur golf and now professional golf for a while there, I shouldn't have been like that, but I just was. And I knew that in doing that and staying like that, kind of the eternal optimism that I gave myself a better chance to be successful anyway. So that was, it was a, it was a non-negotiable. That was the way I was going to be. And I'm not that way every week. There was a stretch this summer where I felt small, like I couldn't hit any shots. I wasn't going to play good rounds. I wasn't going to shoot good scores. And then it, all it took was just a conversation with my coach and my brother, my caddy. He's like, 
are you really, are you being your, you know, optimistic self? And it's like, no. So I'm just going to do that now. And then I started having good weeks again. I mean, it's, it is that That simple. I would like to create it more and more. I, I mean, Napa, I remember playing a practice round this year, Napa on Tuesday think, and I hadn't, I really hadn't hit a good shot in the nine hole practice round. I had played on Tuesday and I'm not really ever that worried about a Tuesday or Wednesday or Monday for that matter. If I get there early enough and choose to not get out of bed and you know, go practice actually on a Monday. Um, but I remember thinking Tuesday on like the eighth hole of the nine holes we were playing, I'm going to win this golf tournament. I, whatever, whatever's going to, I'm going to hit the ball wherever I have to, to win this tournament. Now I felt like I won it for sure. I got second. I mean, they didn't give me all the money, the master exemption or the trophy, but I felt like what I did was winning that tournament. Interesting. Yeah, I think that's great. just an innate yeah. thing that some people have and some people don't. Yeah. You think that way, and there's other people who are really super talented, same talent level as you, and they think an opposite way. I think yeah. that's just and a, I, and a blessing I've, that some I've seen have. both sides of it. Um, fortunately for me, it happens more often than not that I am like that. But I've seen guys with tons of talent who are maybe more talented than I am. But I know that if you give me 25, 30 tournaments a year, I'm going to beat them because I'm just going to think that I'm – better and I'm going to think more of myself th- longer throughout a year that dude you don't stand a chance against me over over a, a year a season that that many tournaments yeah that's everything I've watched about you you've always mentioned that like if you give me 25 tries yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna play well I'm gonna do my job I need to do yeah well one guy that obviously thinks he's pretty good at it Tiger Woods sure the greatest of all time you had a very interesting moment <laughs> with him at San Diego and I would love for you to share that yeah. story so as I said the Tory Pines, everybody had warned me that that's like your first, it'll feel like your first real PGA Tour event. No disrespect to any event that I played before that because they were all wonderful, wonderfully run, great events. Politician. Yeah, right. sure. You do have a future <laughs> yeah. in that. We'll get maybe. To that. We'll get to that well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, so tee times come out. I'm out on the golf course hitting it like shit, like <laughs> throwing clubs on the ground, so irritated with where the ball's going. Uh, that my, Mike, my caddy before my brother was with me and Corey, my coach was there as well. And like, no one was really even talking to me. I was miserable to be around and I get the tea times Tuesday, you know, they text your phone and then Corey, I think it was like 15. So like six, we went, I do not play 18 holes ever Monday, Tuesday or Wednesday. So we're playing nine holes. So it was like the sixth hole. He goes, do you see who's in front of you? No, I'm not. I don't. They send me my tea time. I don't need to look up on the app or something to see like who's before or after me. And I am behind Tiger for two days. And really, I mean, it took some <laughs> work on the range. Um, but really, honestly, it was like, okay, I'll be fine this week. Yeah, I'm going to, I'm not showing off in front of Tiger. But if he ever looks up, looks behind, which... I'm sure he didn't. Yeah. Wonder what Harry, is that Harry? Where's yeah. Harry? But if he ever looks back hole, there, yeah. I'm going to be the one that's close to the hole. I'm going to be the one that's making a bunch of birdies. I finished ninth that week. That week, I really felt like I could have easily won, which was amazing. Um, if I hold a couple more putts on Sunday, I would have been there. Leishman ran away with it, but I think I would have made it interesting if I hold a couple putts. Um, but no, so I remember Friday, or sorry, Thursday, we're playing the North Course. And I started on 10, I'm on seven green, eight is a par three up above us and Tiger's up there. And it's kind of like you, you hit onto seven green and then you kind of just, we kind of just back and forth one putt, they go one putt, they go. And I'd hit it the closest on that hole. Of course. Good shot. Um, yeah. I, I Good again, shot. showing off for Tiger, right? Yeah, in course. case he, he there's do. a weight up there in case you look back, I'm the one close. Harry's tight again. I missed the putt and made par. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I remember looking up 
waiting for Tiger to hit. I mean, as all of us were. And there's no one from the green to the tee. There's no one there because you couldn't see anything. And the fog, like haze, whatever it is there, marine layer, whatever marine they call layer. it. Yeah, sure. Rolls in. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is incredible. Tiger is going through his pre-shot routine. There's a marine layer. You can't see the green from where we were. We were lower. And he looked mythic, right? Like it was like, this is so cool. If I could pull my phone out and I don't have it on me, it's in my bag. Like this is, you would take a picture of this. This looks so sweet. And he gets up there and snap hooks it in the bunker. And I like, you just kind of chuckle. Be like, yeah, he's human too. Um, so that was the first encounter. I remember walking out Saturday morning out of the locker room. I walked out of the locker room out of this door and I'm kind of turning right down the stairs. Tiger came out of some area. I hadn't seen him all He's week. Got a other different than, yeah, yeah, and, and rightfully <laughs> yeah. so. He comes out of some different area and we're walking down the steps and it's literally step for step. We're on the same step the whole time. We make it like there's probably 20 steps. We make it five or six steps down. And I'm like, dude, you gotta say something. And he's wearing the metal spikes, and it's a little hazy and marine layer and all this stuff. It's a little damp. Walking down the steps, and I'm just like, okay, I guess this is what I'm going with. Hey, you know, turn it. Hey, Tiger, you ever worried about slipping in those, the metal spikes? And he just looks at me and goes, No, nah, you get used to it after a while. And then at that point, it was just like, okay, I'm gonna slow up, and I'm just gonna let him go to the putting green first. And you know, I, I went out and I beat him that day. Um, had a great day Saturday too, but. Uh, I feel like I botched my first Tiger interaction. <laughs> this is what I'm going with. Yeah. I'm going to go with At the least spikes. I had to say yeah. something. It's like this is a hot trick yeah. in high school. Walking like, around. All right, say something. Just say and something. And it comes out, you're if like, it Jesus sticks, Christ, right, what right? the like, fuck did I just say? If it sticks, awesome. Yeah. If it doesn't, and I don't think it's stuck, um, I wouldn't pretend that Tiger knows who I am or, or will Are ever know who I am. close every hole? Yeah. Thank, you for, all all thank you for volunteering. Yeah, no, like literally, I think it was you guys that talked like, yeah, I mean, if he comes up to you, if I'm playing with Tiger at one point, I might walk onto the tee and he might think I'm the standard bearer, which I love that. Like, I mean, he's one. I mean, maybe he would say it to me and it would be a laugh. It would be hilarious. I would love that. But it would flip and it'd be like, okay, one, I'm freaking out and I'll freak out all day because I'm playing with Tiger. But if I even get a whiff of that, that's when I really perform my best. If he were to say that out loud to me, I'm either going to go out there and shoot 85 and just bury myself <laughs> in a hole or I am going to show off in front of all of you. And if I were to think that I would be, you know, thought of in that, in the, in the, in that like, or he were to say that to me, oh boy, I love my chances. Well, it's never going to happen. I mean, Tiger's nah. a loyal listener. And yeah. He's he big. Knows, like, he calls in. Sure. Going. Yeah. It's never, I gonna would happen. imagine he will hear this and then he'll come up to mm -hmm. me. Oh yeah. No, I'm not going to slip down. You know, I, I was probably more likely to slip down the stairs cause I was so panicked than he was. I, mean, I get it. Any more, yeah. any more encounters with Tiger since then? Or is that it? Is no, that the, the that's it. I've had maiden voyage. I remember walking up. I was going to walk up while he was putting and Joey, his caddy was there. Who's a New York giants fan. I'm a Philadelphia Eagles fan and I have Philadelphia Eagle tees and I was going to walk up and hand them they were playing the giants that week. I was going to walk up and hand them Joey, the tees and hopefully kind of get like, I'm sure Tiger would have said nothing banter. to me. He was preparing for his round probably like who the hell is this guy giving my caddy tees and tiger walked off as i'm walking up but i still gave joey the tees i'm just i bet he used them i doubt they make it in the bag <laughs> to, I, i'd like to think that tiger started that day with a 
a Philadelphia Eagle tee on the on the Philly first tee. tee. I'm sure he did. Yeah, he probably striped it too. He probably did. This probably one's from Harry. Yeah. This one's from Harry. Speaking of, let's stay on good stories right now since that's that's a great one. I want to go back. Let's go to the SMU days. And I think you told us this on the radio yes. show. This is a great story. It's your debut oh, event as a freshman at SMU. You never played before. You're on a nope. plane. I think you're going to Minnesota. Minnesota. And yep. then there's a little situation that takes place. Give us the uh, initiation for Harry Higgs. Yeah. So about two weeks before we, or maybe a week, regardless. We finish qualifying. I've qualified, and I played great. I mean, I showed up as the cocky 18-year-old freshman, like, all of you guys suck. I'm going to show off for all of you guys. And I, I had a great qualifying, and then we played, I think it's Pine Dunes. Did you mm. ever go to that place in Athens, Texas? Jay Lord loved oh, Pine and Dunes. I loved it, too. Yep. Um, and Kelly Kraft, who was a senior on the team, I think he shot like 64 or 63 to beat me by a shot over like eight rounds of qualifying. Like I felt like I was hot shit. I'm going to come in. I'm going to win qualifying. You guys, you're going to have to kiss the ring. Like this is, this is the new normal now. <laughs> Big beautiful yeah. is the new normal. Yeah. And, and I think sheriff. I shot like 72 the last, I think I might've had a six or seven shot lead shot 72 and Kelly, I, let's call it seven shots. And so Kelly shot 64 and beat me. Um, but after the qualifying, we, I was starting to hear that, when the when a freshman travels for his, for, or I guess anyone travels for their first trip, they have to sing a song on the airplane. Like you have to get up over the intercom, PA, whatever they call it, system on an airplane and sing a portion of a song. It doesn't have to be the whole song. Just you got to do about 20, 30 seconds of a song. So I'm in full panic now. Like the cocky 18-year-old has left the building and it's like, oh my God, am I really going to have to sing on an airplane? This is unbelievable. So I heard that for about a week and they're, you know, saying this is the song I sang this is a song I James Kwan said he just sung happy birthday like I don't and I don't know why that didn't clue me into it but I had not heard a lot about it a couple days before the trip and then we we're in the airport and I'm like all oh, these guys have forgotten about this this is awesome I don't have to sing on this plane sure enough before we board this is back in the iPod days before we board they're like Harry what are you gonna sing what are you gonna sing what are you gonna sing Harry I'm like oh shit they've they've remembered so I bust out my iPod headphones and all, and I'm just going, just hitting the fast forward button to the next song. Be like, what one of these songs would I possibly be able to do 20 or 30 seconds of on an airplane? And I come to Ain't No Mountain High Enough, which I don't know. I mean, this was 2010. I, Lord knows why this was even on my iPod. Give like us a little preview. Because it's a classic. Because it's an absolute yeah. classic, of course. I know. I need to hear it. Ain't no mountain high. Ain't no valley low. Ain't go. no river wide enough, baby. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. That's and then real. I did That's like it. maybe one more verse. You were scared to do that? Well, yes. And then, so Aaron Stewart was traveling this week as well, which didn't make my job any easier. <laughs> We board the plane and wow, Aaron qualified must have been pretty easy. Nah. He got on the team. <laughs> Boy. It, it was probably easier than I thought. Um, but again, I thought I was hot shit that I've qualified. Um, so Aaron walks on the plane first and he's just his normal charming self to all the flight attendants. Oh yeah. He tells the story, you know, freshman's got to sing. Sure. We'd love, Oh yeah. We love that. That's awesome. To our flight to Minnesota. And like for an hour and a half, nothing no one's come up to she said like, we'll come to you and we'll at the best time to do this we'll just have you come up and you can do it and great we we're very much looking forward to this hour and a half no one said anything no one's nothing and sure enough they didn't come to me she comes over the pa system ladies and gentlemen we've got the smu men's golf team traveling with us today and as is custom the freshman on the team who's traveling for the first time has to sing a song to us 
And I'm just like, oh, sweet mother. Here we go. I got to do this. So I walk up there and I remember grabbing it and you got to like hit the little button. I'm like shaking is, am I really going to do this? Like, is this really going to happen? And I was like, ah, yeah, screw it. And I hit the button and sang 20, 30 seconds of the song. And I got sat down in my seat. We all kind of sit in this, you know, together ish, maybe window and aisle. And I saw it on every one of those dumbass faces of theirs that none of them ever had to sing before. But you killed it. Oh, I killed it. And then sure enough, <laughs> we flew there at night. Sure enough, the next morning, John Peterson, who's buddies with Kelly, LSU was there. And John just serenades me on the putting green with Ain't No Mountain High Enough. So, like, it was great. Team morale was high that I actually was dumb enough to do this. And I tried for every year, so the next three years, to try to get the incoming freshman yeah. or – any new guy traveling to do it and no one no one no, ever did it. And I guarantee you no one's done it since and I guarantee you no one I will never ever do it. it again. Yeah. There no, you go. I never That's heard a tough of that. act to follow. I was I got the you, only Harry. one dumb enough and hard headed enough to actually pull it off. I was told by Kelly that you went for about two minutes and wouldn't get off the damn microphone by the end of it. <laughs> that is I wish it was true. That is a lie. Okay. I, I think I might have might have gone I felt like an hour, I might have gone twenty seconds. That's still a lot. Yeah. On the intercom. And I remember when when I finished, I said, "Ladies and gentlemen, I'm sorry that I had to just do that," and then hung up and, and then left. The flight attendant and... slid her phone number in your pocket. Oh, and call me later. Yeah. The rest is history. You know that hot shit eighteen year old. <laughs> yeah. You know yeah. Yeah. exactly. But I want to go back to Tiger Woods for a second because he's kind of the the guy that changed the game. You yeah. Know, he's the power game. You know, getting in the gym. Yeah. Which I don't like. I'm not sure how you yeah. feel about it. I do fan. it. I, I shockingly. I mean, I'll admit to it. Uh, I don't. I feel like it might damage my brand that I just roll well, off the couch and play. No, I mean I'm I'm not in there as early as Tiger, but I I do sweat. I've gotten some flack from people, and I love to I love to scroll through comments on anything that I've ever done. Uh, I think I'm just kind of sick in the head. Fortunately, very you know self-centered and assured in my <laughs> beliefs that I'm great no matter what. But I have gotten comments, you know, about taking naps and all this. You know, you're terrible for the game. This is atrocious. You know, we've worked so hard to be athletes. What those people commenting don't understand is that I was up at 5 o'clock, full sweat, working my butt off before I even got to the golf course. I get to the golf course early. I warm up. I go play my round. And, yeah, on those early days when I'm up at 5 and finished at 2, you're damn right I'm going to go take a nap. Like, I'm going to go rest. I mean, that's what we're I'm trying to perform the next day as well. Um so yes, I, I do I do work out. I did work out even yesterday. I did a little too much. I was a little sore today. So that was part of the reason why I was amazed that I actually hit the ball well. Yeah, but you played out. great. You looked great. Yeah. But I, that's one thing I was going to ask because I feel like a lot of the bigger guys, I mean, myself, I mean, you look at like guys like Colin Montgomery, Carl Peterson, they get kind of criticized for their sure. weight and everything and say, you know what, you can't compete with Tiger Woods yeah. if you don't get in shape. And we've had guys Try like it. Colin Montgomery, Carl Peterson, lose a bunch of weight yeah. and their game goes to shit. Has that ever been anything that's ever crossed your mind at all? Do I need to lose weight? Probably so. Not for, not to be able to move any better. I, I move just fine. I swing the club fast enough. I hit the ball far enough. It's none of that. Now, will five, six years, if I carry all this around for that long and play 25, you know, some odd tournaments, will I maybe get burned out a little sooner? Maybe so. I've never had any injuries. Knock on wood. Thank God. Uh, and I don't. I don't envision myself ever getting hurt because I can't swing it fast enough or move in the way that these guys move to hurt myself. You're like, just walking. Yeah. I mean, all we do is walking. I mean, I'll be the one that trips out of a bunker and you know hurts his ankle or something stupid <laughs> like that. 
But or, I'll probably just tape it up and play on it. Like, it's not that big a or deal. Maybe, rub a little dirt on or it. Or maybe yeah. doing the bull dance off the 17th oh, well, tee maybe so. Scottsdale. It's I amazing mean. what you do when people start chanting your name. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, no, I, I think I could do a little less. I could – I'm never going to not have a nightcap, you know, f- a few nights a week. And may, sometimes that nightcap turns into – I rarely ever finish the second drink I make. I'll give, I'll give the listeners a little inside mm, scoop. Mm, I make my drinks strong. I sip on them. And rarely, if I make a second one, I get about three quarters of the way done with it. Sometimes half. Rarely do I finish the second drink. So I feel like I've, I'm not drinking and carrying on too much. Nothing like that. And I like to do it at home. I don't really care to go out and do all. Of it. Um, but could I maybe have a few less cheeseburgers while I'm on the road? Yes. I'm really good at breakfast and lunch. I, I keep those nice and clean. But sometimes after a hard day, yeah. like, yeah, I want to order a cheeseburger and French fries. Absolutely. So. I just do it. Uh, and if it ain't broke, don't, don't fix it. You yeah. just had a pretty damn yeah. good year. I wouldn't I mean, go mess with the formula. Man, Bryson's putting on weight. Exactly. Yeah, like, dude. I think y'all are ahead of the curve. Yeah. Maybe you're the revolutionary. I have thought, and I'm surprised no one's pointed out that like, if I actually were to work out even harder and maybe watch what I eat a little bit more, um, I'm basically Bryson just without all the muscles. Good like, point. And brains. Well, good point. Yeah, I'm not nearly as smart as he is. No, sometimes he thinks he's smarter than he actually is, but he definitely is smarter than me. Was it, dude, don't sell yourself short. Yeah. You, you mm. played college golf with him. Has he always been this kind of way? Yeah, like he's and it's and it's he's so good. I mean, he's so good anyway. He's so super talented, but he believes so much in what he's doing that, and he, and he loves like he just loves to prove people wrong, right? Like everybody doubts the single length of this, the putting on weight and hitting it nine miles. So he's just going to prove people wrong. He doesn't really – it fuels him when people doubt what he's doing or what his his theories on the game. So the more you doubt him, the better he's going to be. Yeah. It's it's really impressive. Now he also puts in the work to make it work. He works harder than anybody I've ever seen. Uh, he catches so much shit, but I 100%. respect the way that he has yeah. conviction about whatever he believes in. He's like, by God, I'm going to prove – I'm going to do it, and I'm yeah. going to prove everybody wrong. Right. And it, it just showed up, and it showed up quickly. Yeah. That's too why he he's it. so good because yeah. he – no matter what, whatever he's doing or trying – you know, and sometimes it's week to week. I feel like with him, sometimes it's day to day. He's trying something new, but he believes so much in it. And he is so talented um, that he's going to be great. We yeah. got him to use a normal length lob wedge for about two weeks at SMU his freshman year, especially kid from California moving to Dallas, Bermuda turf. It gets mm-hmm. a little harder to chip and it's harder to chip. I, I, I don't necessarily believe in what he does, but yeah, I mean, if all of my clubs were the same length, Absolutely, my seven iron looks like it's easier to hit than my four. Mm-hmm. Like, it makes some sense. The wedges where I kind of think, you know, maybe they should be, you know, not as long and not as upright. Um, that's just my belief. I feel like a lot of people would second that. But we did. We got him to use a normal length lob wedge for about two weeks. And then he was like, and he was chipping it much better. But he was like, you know what? I'm going to stick with my way and I'm going to become good with this length club made this way for me. I'm going to become good a great chipper. And the reason he became a great chipper was because he was out there for eight, 10 hours a day <laughs> chipping. Like he just believes in his yeah. way of doing it. And he's going to prove people wrong through hard work. And yeah. it's working. Yeah. It's hard to argue with the uh, results. Yeah, yeah. And no it's about that. I don't want to go to something that you just said, cause you said, I don't want to damage my brand here and talk sure. about working out yeah. and things like that. Cause you obviously have to, you've become quickly, very quickly. One of the biggest fan favorites out there. I know it's been different cause there aren't any fans yeah. on the PGA tour, but you said you read Twitter and you read sure, all the comments yeah. and things like that. How, when did you become aware that like, Oh my God, like people seem to really, really be liking what I'm doing. Scottsdale for sure. Last, or I guess it was all still this year. Um, 
now people aren't following you that week, right? They, you, they hit you on the holes where all the people are gathered, but it was, I mean, I somehow birdied 16 on Friday and just like everybody was chanting my name and all this stuff. Like that was really cool. That was a, that was a big week, I guess, for my quote unquote brand. I don't think, I don't think I'll ever have a brand. Um, you Not say that, that attitude. Well, you say that kind of oh. tongue in cheek as you're kind of working. No, you, you yeah, legitimately do. Like you have sure. a, an aura about you that people gravitate towards. Sure. I mean, I look, I probably look like them. I probably look like the people that are outside the ropes, you know, on their 10th beer at 2 p.m. Like I look like you, but I'm the one inside the ropes, you know, excelling, hitting unbelievable golf shots. Like I think that resonates with people in a weird way and it's still it's still weird to think of it and discuss like people have taken a, a liking to me and it has been hard to tell because we haven't had fans and my brother and I go back and forth he's he's dead set that when we start back up whenever normal can be normal again that I'm going to have I don't think it'll ever be thousands of people but I'm going to have potentially hundreds of people just coming to watch me play golf which I never thought that that would ever be possible he is of the thought that that is going to be the case, that people are going to come watch me play golf. People don't really watch, and they're not going to really ever watch me Thursday or Friday. Um, but maybe over the weekend, you know, when more people are around, they will actually be, hey, let's go follow Harry's group, um, which would be awesome. I love playing in front of people. I'm of the thought that it's still going to be my mom and dad, and then maybe if, if friends are coming out that week, maybe they're going to be there. That's it. Like, I don't think there's going to be people watching me unless I'm – around the lead Saturday or Sunday, but we'll see who's we've got. A little, I can't We've wait. got a little side action. We're going to see who's we're going to see who's right. I don't think he's far off. I think you got a name that's when you take away the top, you know, 10, 15, sure. all these guys like that are the big names in golf. When you go down that list a little bit further, like yours and yours is a name that the average casual golf sure. fan will recognize like, Oh yeah. yeah, that's the guy. Let's go watch him. I yeah. know him. I've seen him on Twitter or I yeah. heard his podcast or whatever big, that you are. Yeah, yeah. He's big, beautiful. If I can they don't tell you what. that and tell him to piss off. And my groups are going to probably wind up being, more fun. I mean, most days I'll, I'll probably talk with you. I'll probably bullshit with you. If I hear something funny, I'll laugh. I mean, I'm, I can't wait for the day when I'm on a tee about to hit a shot and somebody's phone rings. I'm going, I, I'm going to go answer it. Like, Hey man, give me that. I'm going to let them know. Can you please call this guy back at a later time? He's interrupting <laughs> me in at, at work. Yeah, big, here, beautiful man. here. Like, yeah. I'm about yeah. ready to hit a seven iron. Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to hit pop. this high cut off this bunker here. Can you just give me a second? I'm about here? to hit the best seven iron yeah. you ever heard of. Your guy will hang back and give you a call back in a minute yeah. or two. This, this can wait. Well, I'll tell you a group you didn't answer your cell phone in. And that was back in Dallas a few years ago. You got the honor of playing with the great George W. Bush Yeah, mm. out at Preston trail. First off, I've met, I've met the guy, one sure. of the coolest men on the planet. Love talking uh, yes. to him. How did that day come about, and what was it like? So it wasn't – we didn't play a full round. We were out oh, there at Preston cheated. Trail. Well, yeah. We were out there at Preston Trail in the afternoon, so I'm sure it was his second go-around, if not maybe even more. But we we got to 15. I played the last four holes with him. We got to 15T, and he was coming up behind us. And it's – you just let the man go. Yeah, he's, of course. No one goes you know, faster. And he, he served hums, our right? – I mean, goes. no one goes faster. He plays through damn near every group through yeah. 18 holes. He's playing through somebody, as he should. Um, we were kind of stacked up. There were a few too many groups. And I think he, he knew the guy that was hosting us. And I think that they briefly spoke and said, it was me, my brother, and another, uh, kid that played at SMU. And they kind of thought, okay, well, these guys are, you know, they're decent at golf, right? Like maybe I can just join them. We'll just play the last couple of holes. Cause I can't really hop through all these people in the next four holes. So we did, we played four holes. It was great. I mean, 
I doubt he would remember me, um, nor should he. But uh, it was great. I mean, he is – he's hilarious. Like, he can give the needle. He might be the owner of the needle. Like, he can – I remember hitting a shot on 17. I, like, pulled a wedge 25 feet, and he's like, are you really playing golf at SMU at a high level with that kind of shot, you know? And he's good. He might not be – He actually, he's good. Is he good enough to say that to someone like me? No. But can he say that because of who he 100%. is? Absolutely. And I loved it, right? Like, it was, it was, a, great, it was a great four holes. It was, it was not what I was expecting that day at all, but it was, it was an awesome way to finish who a Who wins round. a golf match, the Bush family or the Perot family? Oh, I think that match is one. I think that match is one on the first tee. Yeah. Um, I would give a slight edge to the Bush mm. family How, why, because why so? because I think mm. the Perots will bail and wind up giving him too many strokes. Being very so kind. the negotiating skills of the Perot that family match is you would one, say don't, that match don't is stack one and up. lost on the first tee. I should have saved that for you. Interesting, yeah. interesting. Just, yeah. So it'd be out, out negotiated on T one. Yeah. The Bushes would yeah. out negotiate wow. the Perot. So who would have thought the Perots would have out negotiated? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, they've been known for Hill a lot of Perot things. Perot has not been out negotiated many times <laughs> in his life. Oh but I think God, in that awesome. regard, he would be. That's a good point. Yeah. I, I want to ask you this because you, you mentioned earlier, like you were playing at Memorial you were, sure. when you weren't feeling your, your best and you were throwing, you said you're slamming clubs and things like that. Whenever we see you on TV and the, the, the broadcasters and things like that say it, like you seem like you're just happy go lucky. Everything's yeah. great. You're smiling. You look like you're having a great time out there. Is there any dark side of you that's got the, the freak out, lose my shit, break a club type of gene? Is that in there anywhere? It is. Um, I'm probably fortunate. I think I've been caught saying the F word maybe five or six times on television now. I'll take the over. Um, You're in good company. Caught. You're in good five company. Five or six times. I've heard it more. Yeah. Okay. You and well, Justin Thomas are in a battle. Yeah. And and sure, I'd love to be in a battle with him in just about anything. Yeah. That's a good point. Um, there is a dark side. I, I do not intentionally have this happy-go-lucky. It's just kind of what – that's kind of what – if I am doing that, I'm usually performing my best – Internally, it's never as happy-go-lucky and sunshines and rainbows as, as anybody would tell you when you, when you would the same. Like, you're smiling and laughing. You've hit a great shot, but you know that you've got to continue to execute that shot and then another 12, 15 times that day, and that can be stressful at times. Um, I just perform my best when I'm like that, and I need to be more like that, especially the the last few events of the fall. I got, I got like, too quiet, and I'm not – I'm loud when I talk, but – I'm not that talkative in, in a group. I mean, I am I mean, in between shots. We'll talk, but I need to be more just smiley and silly and, and then just get over the ball, focus, hit your shot and go. Uh, sea Island this year on Friday, I threw a lob wedge in the water. I was told Respect. from your caddy it accidentally Respect. slipped. It out was of your an hand. accident, but boy, was I gonna slam it really hard. <laughs> it was, I had made a mess of the hole already. I had a poor chip out and I had a lob wedge. And I was in the sand, like the waste area, and I was just going to throw it right in front of me and just kind of let go. And I was sticking I mean, it. It yeah. was hundreds of mile an hour on this toss. And I let go a little too early, and it just flew in the water. And we walked up. I chipped in that hole with my 56. So See? Golf Easy. pride doesn't make them like they used yeah. to. Leach Reno yeah. said you don't need a 60, man. Listen to him. I, I need a 60. About. Is that I a hard thing on tour? Because I was always the guy, like, we played today, right? I love yeah. to yuck it up. I'm always the guy that played my best when I was yakking and playing. Sure. When I played with buddies. You play I your best and your worst when you're yakking. Well, there's some other things that go into me <laughs> yeah. playing my worst. But, yeah, I always used to love to play with guys that would also 
banter with me and talk sure. and in between and not just like laser focus. Is that hard on the PJ tour being that there aren't that many guys that'll do that? Yeah, it is. It's hard. It's easier when you're grouped with friends or you group with like-minded individuals, right. That are going to have fun and are going to laugh and tell jokes and joke about good shots, great shots, anything like that. Um, I have found a couple guys that I've played with make it easier. And then most of the time, like, and rightfully so it's a, it's big business for these yeah, guys. Like they're out there to perform do their job, um, you know, address any issues after the round and then go rest up, right? Maybe go take a nap. Uh, so, no, it is difficult. I need to be a little better at it. I need for it to come out more often that I am going to – it's really not even laughing and joking, but just like just something as simple as just smile. Like it's pretty fun. I remember at Colonial, there was the first event back, and I remember it's a place, having gone to SMU, that I went to the Colonial event three or four times just watching. And I, now I'm walking – in the fairways playing it was like on saturday and i remember i think i birdied like the first three holes and i'm on four like just taking it all in like this is sweet i mean this is really really cool i parred four which is a hard hole and then i hit it so far right i mean it might have been right <laughs> of the river and i think i might have shot i think i was three under through three and shot maybe even or one over so that went away quick like that appreciation of this is really cool like this is something that i've watched this is something that i've always wanted to do and now I get to be out here doing it. It, it, it. That stuff goes away when you don't have great results, right? Like you get, you kind of yeah. want to hide and you want to not, you don't want people to see these shots that you're hitting. I, rem I mean, I was on five at Colonial and I remember there was people, it was it backs up to the road. There was people on the fence and they were, hey, Harry, you want a Bud Light? And I, I kind of like turned to them and I'm sure now at this point I'll say something because I'm three under through four. You know, I turned and was like, I mean, I would love one, but I can't have one. Um, you know, I'm kind of at work here, you know, and they laugh and it was great. We're, we have a wait because it's a hard hole. And then sure enough, I hit it so far right. It's like, I mean, I don't want to beer anymore. Yeah, I don't want to yeah, beer anymore. Leave me like, alone. I got to drop and now hit a boomerang slice just to get it back in play. Like it, that, that sucked. Um, I just need to be better at, at bringing that out more, more often and earlier in a week. I, I this when I perform my best. So why not do it? Yeah. Yep. But it, well, it's hard to do to like, it is, it is really hard. It is. It is very difficult when, when you're in the, Midst of competition, but sure. now you can bring it out because it's time for the emergency nine. Okay. Yeah. Our nine let's, fun questions to get, get to know big, beautiful Harry Higgs. My answer is supposed to be short, more. right? Whatever you want. Okay. It's your show. I can talk. You can go as long as you want, dude. All right. First one, we ask this to all our guests. I know you're a big fan, so you know it. Okay. Movie made about the life of big, beautiful Harry yeah. Higgs. Any actor, dead or alive, who plays you? It's Chris Pratt. Just because on... <laughs> Okay. No, no. Okay. That's not what I was expecting yeah, no, oh, okay. at all. Me okay. and Slee's actually for the first time ever agreed on who plays you. Okay. Well, no, I, it's no, not Chris I Pratt. keep, I keep seeing Pratt. comments on Twitter like, has anybody seen Harry Higgs and Chris Pratt in the same room? Apparently, I look like him. Really? Now, is that, he's is a much more buff version of me. Um, but maybe if Chris Pratt eats some cheeseburgers, he could play me. Are those your burner accounts? Who's no, no, I don't do burner accounts. Come on, I'm not important enough for burner accounts. Well, but... Sleaze and I both oh, agree. Dude, it's a no-brainer. I mean, Philip Seymour Hoffman. It's just oh, a long game, Polly dude. The teardrops yeah. and yeah. raindrops or whatever. Yeah. That's yeah. bro. That's like literally shit. That based on one. your life. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm riding with Chris Pratt. But Chris Pratt. Hey, it's your movie, dude. You yeah, get, it you is get my movie. It's a movie yeah, about true. me. You're the, you're the guy. You're the you're everything. God, how great would a movie about me be? Great, big, oh, beautiful. It, it, the like, life and times. Four people would the watch that. The four people in this room. Yep. Yeah, three. Yeah, yeah. 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 The, you might have lost one of the Perots after. Yeah, after he would. Bush he would. Comments. Yeah. I doubt. Have, I doubt the Perots go to be, movie theaters. It might yeah. be three now. All right, next question. This is a rare, serious one in E9. What's the biggest misconception about you? 
Ooh. Philosophical. That's deep. Yeah, dude. We, this is like what Chris we did. Probably <laughs> the the thought that like, I don't even like drinking on the golf course. Um, the thought that you know he's always out getting drunk. Like he looks like a guy that rolled out of bed after hammering, you know, ten drinks at a bar the night before, and now he just goes out and plays and he plays well. Like, eh, no, I mean it's it's the gym before to warm up. It's it, it this takes a lot of work to be good at this, especially at this level. I got a theory that you're a, that I think you're a very smart dude, but like fairly like pretty intellectual but you like kind of i don't you don't hide behind it but like you yeah. you have this brand of like i'm the everyday guy i'm the i'm the dude that the frat guys are gonna get behind and that the sure. saturday golfers are yeah. gonna get behind but in theory i think or not in theory i think in real life you are probably very smart dude <sighs> Fact I, or no i mean honestly i would say no mm. now did i have success in school yes but did i have that success because I learned things quickly and I knew everything and I was very smart and well-read. No, I just, I knew the system, right? Like I kind of always guessed what they would ask us and I would just be able to come up with it. Like I was the fly by the seat of my pants guy. Like sometimes my grades were low and then all of a sudden I would bring them up because like, okay, I, I'm gone all the time. As you know, playing college golf, like you develop relationships with professors. Hey, I'm going to be gone for two weeks. Where are you going? Hawaii. And like, Normally that's okay. This guy, if, if he's anywhere near an A, I'm just giving him a B cause he's never here, but I would just take the time to get to know them and all, you know, and a lot sweet of them. So I would say, yeah, I would say intellect. I would, I view that as a compliment. I've, I don't know yeah, that. I've, I mean it as that. Yeah. And I, I don't know there's... that I've really ever heard it. I, I know, I guess, I mean, you know, the things, you know, and I don't really know what I know. Um, but I, I'm, I'm good. I would say I'm good. Common sense, street smarts kind of thing. Good with, I, I hope I would assume, I mean, now we're here, we've got an audience that I'm good with people. Like I can talk to people and usually I would like to say that I'm not a total bore. You wouldn't want to be in a room with me. Like it doesn't get to 20 minutes of conversation with Harry. It's like, God, I got to get away from this guy. Where's the bar. Right? Like I would say that most of the time I, it is people do, want to not even want to hear what I say, but I can carry on a conversation well enough that it's like, yeah, maybe when I, when, and usually when they see me again, Oh yeah, I remember you, Harry. It's not like, Oh yeah, I'm always going to remember Harry Higgs forever, but yeah, oh yeah, I remember him. I enjoyed, I enjoyed an evening, you know, at sitting at his table or something like that. I enjoyed an evening. Yeah. With, yeah. with uh, Harold. Yeah. All right. I think no, there's more beneath the surface. Number do, three. Job yeah. It. All right. Number three, this one. Well, yeah. Don't ask me. That's a deep like, philosophical. He just asked me basically how I got out of control over there. I don't yeah, think I'm that smart. We're digging beneath layers. You started right talking now, about bro. the gym now, which makes this question kind of very disappointing. But I wanted to know what do you hate more, the gym or the Dallas Cowboys? The Cowboys. I don't love the gym either, but I hate the Cowboys. How'd that game work out for you Not on great. Sunday? Not great. I've, I mean, it's a Philadelphia Eagles fan. If you go 2 and 14 and you beat the Cowboys twice, it's a decent year. Uh, we've beat them once and then we got killed when it mattered most, which is not normal right like we've been beating the cowboys when the okay. game matters the most recently okay, calm down die recently. eagles die recently no dallas sucks i just did a a podcast <laughs> and hey, finish the sentence now you cd thank you thank you from the audience the gallery got it the gallery thank got you. it i didn't know what the hell you were talking about <laughs> no. no dallas sucks yeah there's uh, poor sales try to wear it up at it's your america's team right don't worry now. about it it's not america's it team is america's get the team. hell out of here all, all right. right next question if you could sit down and have a couple of chilled titos with any living person on the planet who would it be why are his questions so hard 
I'm a thinker, They're, they're normally the ridiculous yeah. ones. Normally it's like, yeah, I mean, mind. what's your browser's present, password? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> present company excluded. Um, boy, I don't know. Living, living or dead? Yeah, you can go dead if you want. So I just finished watching The Crown, which, mm. I mean, we've got on Netflix, we got, I got too much time. I, I'm convinced that all PGA Tour players, if we were the only ones that could buy it, it would be fine. Like, it's all we do. I would love to have a Tito's with Winston Churchill, which is See, probably no one thought of. I mean, See, this goes to like, my point before. I mean, that dude woke up, like, was in, went to war, you know, helped defeat. Germany and was it all the you know all the what were they the Axis power whatever it was I don't remember I didn't really pay attention in in history class, um, but just woke up every day smoked a cigar ran a country like I'd love to have a Tito's with him. Do I get another one? Sure. Yeah, dude, this is your show. It's your drinks. Yeah, it's my drinks. You can have a whatever. How many people Chris you Pratt want? Acting, you can have me. I can do Winston <laughs> Churchill. See, that goes to, that goes to what I was speaking yeah. to earlier. Yeah, they like sneaky. Hmm. I would like to say I was named after my mom's dad, her dad, Harry, and he died when she was young. So I never met him. I kind of feel like I, I mean, kind of go sappy and emotional. I think I'd like to have a Tito's with the guy I was named after. That's fair. That's yeah. very fair. That's absolutely. I mean, I, That'd I, be a hell of a yeah, I only know what him. I've been told of him. I've been told that we were a lot alike, oddly enough, but I would love to sit and have a Tito's with him. Too. I would too. Cause he sounds yeah. like I like him man. already. All right, number five. There's probably going to be some Tito's involved in this answer. There's no surprise. You like a good meal. I like a good meal. Yeah. We're going to fast forward a little bit. Harry Higgs is your master's champion. Okay? You get to host the champion's dinner. What is on the menu? Mm. Um, you're, I mean, it's your dream meal. This is yeah, your time to shine. See, Tiger's going to be there. And and we've all, as and golfers, we've all thought again? of this and done it. Yeah, I'm sitting, About those right, hard I'm spikes? sitting right next to Tiger. <laughs> yeah. Tiger, How are those right spikes? Here, right here, brother. Yep. Um, Slippery. Boy, uh, it's a probably a tie between. Actually, yeah, I would. I'm I'm convinced that I would do. I'm just gonna serve, just like, Philadelphia cheesesteaks. You boys got to eat them. If you don't eat them, you go hungry. Like, if you're not into you're at bread the Masters, or something you're like that, Philly, Philly cheesesteaks. Yeah. It's a tie between Kansas City barbecue or Philadelphia cheesesteaks, and I oh. think the cheesesteaks have got to be, got to be a one, and the you know. 1A Philly cheesesteaks, 1B is Kansas City Barbecue. Arguably the most disappointed I've ever been yeah, well, in an answer on Golf yeah. Subpar. I like that. No, that's, that's a, a great answer. That's I don't simple, know what you're talking that's about. That's a simple one. You clearly haven't had a good Philly cheesesteak. Well, I got another food one that I just audibled into <laughs> out, of, out of what I had <laughs> okay. here. But this this speaks – this this we're going to go a little deeper here. All right. You've been, you're a man. You're a well-traveled man. You've been all around the world, sure. all around the U.S. for sure. Big debate today earlier on the on the – after our golf round. Are you an In-N-Out guy? Or are you a Whataburger guy? You get one for the rest of your life. Which one are you going with? I I think I go, I think I've had Whataburger once. You live in yeah. Dallas. You, you live in one, Dallas. Dude, yeah. You just said I hate I Dallas. <laughs> I'm not. Uh, they're a big, open 24 hours, sir. Yeah, I'm not a big fast food guy. I've got, I go to In-N-Out more. Um, I think it would be In-N-Out. Okay. Yeah. There you go. West Coast bias. Very yeah. Interesting. West Coast bias. You're welcome in Scottsdale anytime. If yeah, Dallas kicks I, you out after the Dallas Cowboys, I like and In-N-Out. Answer, yeah. You're in. Wow, I mean it's kind. Of, I mean it is a tie, but I don't want to be the guy. No, no, I like them both. I go with In and Out. I'm very surprised. No, that's the right answer. That's the correct answer. I'm getting to know Harry Higgs a lot that's here. The correct. I'm not answer. sure if I like him as yeah, much as I did. Yeah, I start, don't. I but... think. I think most people, if they got to know me, they wouldn't really like me as much. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. Surface level, you're yeah. ten. Oh right. yeah, we I love, love him. even more. Yeah. In and Out's the correct answer. Oh, Harry, right. fire Colt. Number seven. 
Have you ever had a wardrobe malfunction at a tournament? Think back to all your golf tournaments yeah. you've played over the years. Mm. What yeah. do you got? Um, I look like a stuffed sausage <laughs> the morning of the morning of the first round in Cabo. Please explain. Yeah, what's that mean? Senior year, <laughs> all these dumbass freshmen from California couldn't ever pack the right stuff, right? It and it was so simple. It was like two pairs of gray pants, and then we did wear white pants, which I did not like, and nor should I. And I have not worn them since, and I will never wear white pants. I'm too big for that. Um, so I've been giving kids constantly all year long. How how do you get like they're literally sending us photos of what to bring? They're bringing wrong shirts and all this, wrong hats, wrong belts, wrong wrong pants, all over these kids. And it was like the second, third, or last event, and I had the correct, um outfit on right like it was the correct pants and the correct shirt for me all these little tiny kids had to do you know hem the pants and get the shirts brought in it was for me it was 38 34 pant xl shirt i'm good i don't even i can i pack them in the plastic i pull them out i wear them that's it that's all <laughs> i needed so in i shirts. packed a bunch of the shirts and the pants wrapped in the plastic <laughs> first round we get i mean and i'm we're staying at paul lloyd's house which was lovely i've got this awesome room by myself king bed you know great and it's a little dark in the morning we're getting up and i'm putting this on i'm like these don't really fit i put the pants on i put the shirt on i'm like what's going on here like this <laughs> i had like a 34 34 and i was wearing a medium shirt and i remember i, I didn't even really but i walked downstairs <laughs> and i was like guys what i mean what do i do i don't and i, I look like a stuffed sausage like everything is just yeah. everything is encased like it looked like i'm ready to pop through the shirt and the pants, for the for that matter. <laughs> and I was just so panicked, I had no idea what to do. And they're like, dude, just go up there and put one of the wrong outfits on. like, Or go up there and find something that fits. You can't play in that. You can't wear that. So I did. I had to be the guy. I think we were wearing like dark gray pants and a dark blue shirt. And I was out there in like khaki pants and a red shirt. I got the quote. Where did the, where'd the medium come Where did all this stuff come from? It's they in just your bag. sent me... I mean, oh, you didn't check whether it. It or not I is in the case. Is whether in the or package. not I grabbed it from the medium pile, I don't. I would never have done that. I've never no, been a medium. not a man like you. I haven't been a medium since I was ten. Right. Um, medium. So I, I, I like, and they were they were labeled as no, they were labeled correctly. Yes. They were labeled thirty eight, thirty four, and XL. Oh, but the the, they, the shirts and the pants were not the right thing for me. And yeah, it was. Well, let me, let me give you the description from your, that your two coaches, incredible. who was Josh Gregory at the time and Jason Inlow yeah. was the assistant. Inlow said, you come down from your master bedroom suite because you're the senior. You've got oh, it yeah. on. Oh, I he had goes, a master Here suite. comes Harry <laughs> with a shirt that looked like he painted it on. Yep. And pants that were tighter than Lululemon yoga pants. And, and they he were said, you no said, better than calf high. Yeah. Yeah. He said, yep, shin high. He said, yeah. and he said, quote, did you and Gregory switch to that slim fit shit? <laughs> All that Euro fit shit he was trying to get us to wear. No, nah, man. Oh, I, I, I forget about that one. I'm I so heard, glad that that's. And then so. I, I heard you put it on again. Yeah. So I was just getting to this. <laughs> All the families, my mom and dad were there. You know, a few other players, their mom and dad were there. The house was great. We had everybody over for dinner. We had a chef. It was, and there were compliance people like, sure, we're going to come to the Cabo yeah. event. And the story gets told at dinner as to why I was wearing the wrong shit this day. And sure enough, everybody's like, go put it on. Go put it on. And again, much like singing on the damn airplane, of course I went up there and put it on and paraded around for dinner. And it was lovely. <laughs> You're right? a showman, dude. Oh, yeah. I hope but I, I did. I, I looked like I do not. I mean, 
I didn't take any photos of myself that day, nor do I ever. But I would be surprised that there would not be a photo, and I'm surprised that one yeah. hasn't surfaced. Give it we time. Should, we got yeah. some time yeah. before this episode comes that. out. You're a show, dude. You're SMU. There's show another. There's the another pony. one, and I don't know that anybody will be able to get a hand on it. And Hill would know. Uh, I may or may not have competed in a. I mean, I'll say 40 yard dash it was maybe 40 feet at Trinity Forest, and I won. I'm a lot. That's one thing people would be surprised about. I am not fast. Certainly not fast. <laughs> no, so that no, 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 is no, no, surprising. But I am me. a lot faster than I look. Like I got crocodile. pretty good leg speed and I can move. If it gets going, if it gets going downhill and I don't fall over, it's actually like I can't say fast because I'm not fast, but it's kind of impressive. And I dusted Sands Chipman in this little race. Now, before so, as the Sands Chipman, yes, dude. who's oh a real person God. and a you know great man. Is. I know Sands. Yeah, yeah of course. Well, yeah, I know. He's Sands a real person, Chipman, right? It. Like, there's not a, a fake name. Yes. Yeah. Oh no, no, no. I'll text there's videos it. of it. Holy shit! Now it's we're gonna wait and see. <laughs> it's probably gonna be when I win. It's gonna be me running shirt off. Obviously, I took my shirt off as the showman of that I am, and just dusted these guys. The, the video is probably going to wind up being me running shirt off, and then whoever I beat that finished in second just put his head on saying God, here's hoping. Oh, yeah. If, I just got to win. I got to win soon. Yes. If I'm able to locate that video, do I have your authority to post that to various social media outlets? You have my authority. You need to get – you. we need to work on the timing of it. Okay. It when, needs to be when after it I win. Yeah. Okay. It needs to be when after right, I So you're win. saying we can't make it an Instagram teaser for this interview? For this show, if it's you running yeah, against Sands – I've yet to see. That's the thing. I've yet to say no. I don't have any representation here. Trust me. I mean, these guys would all say yes. If it exists, it will be located tonight. And and you know, I'm totally cool. Like that is (laughs) that is me. I took my shirt off. I did it right. Like sure, go ahead. I love that. I love that you started that story with. This may be a surprise to you guys, but I'm not super fast. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, got it. But I'm faster than I look. That is a surprise. I'm faster than I look, and I can dance well. You're a little crocodile. Well, the dancing doesn't surprise me. Yeah. The running. Yeah. I'm a showman. I feel like I had that pegged. All right, next question. Your PJ in your PJ Tour bio, it says that if you didn't play golf, you'd like to be a senator, governor, or possibly even president. Okay. Yeah. If you were running for president and you had to select a VP amongst the PGA Tour pros, who's your VP? It's not a it's not a golfer, it's a caddy. Mm. Oh, here we go. Could you guess? Yeah. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with I have two guests. Aaron Flaner. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. that was my first yeah. one. My next one was Gino. Oh shit, Gino might even yeah. be better. He's like some sort Gino's of cabinet Gino's not member. the same as me. Like Gino is an intellectual. Gino is smart, and he maybe not. He might not come off as it, and he might not ever want to come off as it. He hides but it Gino, well. Gino's a genius, especially dealing with Joel. Yeah. Gino is Joel Damon's caddy. Hunt, yeah. Right. Um, oh damn, it might have to be Gino. Mm, see, I'm, but I, I think I don't yeah, know if yeah, you yeah. can have co-VPs. Why not? I'm the president. Good point. Yeah, you run the whole yeah. world. But I think it's Fleener. Yeah. If Fleener and I were running, running this country, I don't know how it would go, but I, it sure seems like it'd be a great idea. We would have a lot of fun. That's a nice campaign. Let's yeah. see you two in some debates. Yeah. Well, I mean, sure. I'll, 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 I won't prepare anything, but I'll go up there and talk. Yeah, sure. Of course. Yeah. You have to loosen up the Got dress. Got my vote. Uh, yeah. Loosen up I'm the in. dress code a little bit. Bring buttons down a couple yeah. notches. I, I mean, I could never be president, but it is. it was a little fun. That's to, really to legit. Mess around. Inter- yeah. if you, we we if had a little bit of fun tomorrow. The, you'd want to get into politics. Yeah. Yeah? Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, it seems miserable. It looks like yeah. the worst shit of all I, time. I don't, I don't understand, and I, I don't understand anything about politics. I don't understand how people can disagree about so many things. Like, 
it can't be that hard. Sure. I mean, you can, you can have one side, I can have the other and be like, we can find some common ground in this. It's that makes too much sense. Yeah. That's it just it. turned into this, this, it's a shit show. They're, Higgs 2024. I mean, it's just, it, it really is. Just Fleener, yeah. Higgs. But no, Higgs I'm not. Fleener. Higgs Fleener. That's wow. a hell of a yeah. ticket. Hell of a ticket. What do I have to be? I have to big, be, beautiful, and big cat. Oh, 2024. I have to be 35 Shit. to run for president, yeah, right? Yeah, 35. They may have some stupid rule about yeah, that. Yeah, you're going to have yeah. to wait till another term. Yeah. Next, 2028. Six years. 2028, you're in. 2028. Yeah. Do you have another one? Because I know you... you no, I audibled out okay. to the okay, internet, perfect. but I'm So done. last question. Okay. Okay. Back in the day, I got a good call. I got a call from my good friend, Pat Perez, EJ Tour mm-hmm. player. And he goes, hey, I need to talk to you about something. Yeah. And I was like, oh, shit, this kind of sounds kind of serious. I was like, what's up? And he's like, I was looking at your PGA Tour profile, and it says you're 5'9", 215. He goes, look, you can lie about one. You can't lie about both. Yeah. So got a good chuckle out of that. I was like, perfect. I'm two, I'm 215, whatever. <laughs> okay. Change so, my height to whatever. Meanwhile, last night when I was getting ready for this interview, I strolled through yours. Yeah. And it says you're 6'2", 235. Who do you think was telling the truth more, me or you? About your weight? Or about the height? Well, I, I guess either one. I mean, okay. I'm definitely 6'2". Yeah. Uh, yeah like see, when you're 6'2", accurate. you don't have to lie about your height. Yeah. Who's closer in pounds accurately on their on their bio? Is this while <laughs> Colt was playing? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Have you changed? Maybe a little. Yeah. He's perfect. Colt was definitely more true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. We both lied. Who cares? Yeah, maybe 235 plus 35. Yeah, who cares? Yeah, it's fine. Look, it's I the same damn bio I wrote I could be president in. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And Chris I think Pratt's I re- playing you in a movie. Yeah, I, mean, it's no I remember deal. they asked, like, liberal interpretation. This was 2014 when I was in, first in Latin America. I remember they they had like write down your two favorite websites and the guy that I was do- buddy was doing it right here. It's like, should we put a porno website? Yeah, on browsers like, and you porn. It seemed like it's so good yeah, I might have fibbed about my weight. No problem at all. Yeah. I respect oh, it. Yeah. Harry Higgs, you write your own book. Blast. Thank you so much. Love it, dude. Boys. Appreciate yeah, that was it. Great. Yeah. Thank you. Well, Sleaze, that was an absolute blast sitting down with big, beautiful Harry Higgs, man. I just, I just love this guy. It's, it's hard not to like him. Yeah, he's he's one of those guys that I think has quickly become one of the biggest fan favorites on the PJ Tour. Once fans are back out there, I think he's going to feel that maybe more than anybody. But he just he's ex- what you see is what you get with Harry. You see him on TV. He looks like a fun guy to sit down with. Sure enough, we have him in studio. We go out and play a little golf with him. He's exactly as advertised, man. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot of fun. I thought one of the cool things was just how self confident this guy is. I mean, here's a guy who won a superstar in junior golf. He was a two or three guy at SMU in college, which a lot of those guys don't even make it and don't even try to play pro golf. But here's a guy, everyone I talked to, whether it be his coach, Josh Gregory, who coached Patrick Reed as well. So this is saying a lot. <laughs> says He's the most self-confident guy he's ever been around. And I mean, you can see it, it comes across. I mean, this guy thinks he is legitimately one of the best players in the world. And hey, that's a that's a big step you got to take. And so look out for Harry Higgs in the future. That's huge, dude. And I think you, you can attest to this as well as anyone. I think one of the hardest things to have on the PJ Tour, everyone's good from a talent perspective, right? Otherwise, you wouldn't be there. But that belief, it's, it's just golf is a game that can just beat you up so bad that it's easy to lose that, even if you start off confident. But here's the guy that, you know, worked his way out there and, and truly believes he's built to win. And I think, you know, he's been close already. He can do it. But I think that's one of the, the toughest things to get is like a genuine self-confidence. It's not kind of faked. And his seems to be authentic. Yeah, and like you said, when we played with him the other day out at Whisperock, I mean, the guy's got some game. There's no yeah. doubt. It was I played with him when he was at SMU, and he was a nice player. But I tell you what, he is just he has pl- turned his game into a you know a real threat on the PGA Tour week in and week out. Yeah, he looked. I was really impressed with what we saw the other day at Whisperock. I look for him to do 
big things this year. I also loved hearing, I feel like we asked this to almost everyone, but like the Tiger story, everyone seems to have their first interaction. They remember it with Tiger and most people seem to botch it every single time. And he's obviously no exception to that. Yeah, it's, I mean, he's only human, you know? Hey, uh, you ever, you ever worry about slipping? Ah, that was stupid. We might have a new nominee for most ridiculous person to play them in a movie though with Harry Higgs, Chris Pratt. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, that's, beautiful. That's, Not quite. That's lofty. That's that's the self-confidence though, dude. It's coming in. If you're going to pick somebody, pick somebody like that, I guess. Shit. All right. Well, that was a lot of fun. Thanks, Harry Higgs, for sitting down with us. That's going to do it for this week's Golf Subpar. 